Hello everybody, my name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. Today we're going to be discussing the latest in the corruption going on in the Southern Baptist Convention. It involves Rachel Den Hollander, who we called the Villain of the Year, the Church Villain of the Year in 2022. And it's amazing to see how the for the second year in a row it seems... The person that we said was a villain of the year for the previous year appears to be getting more blasted uh, in the downstream circles from us. And you love to see that. Last year, it was, at this time, it was Francis Collins getting exposed. And this year, hopefully, is the case, is Rachel Den Hollander. So before we get into this story, we're going to take a quick pit stop over at evangelicaldarkweb.org slash join. This is our Patreon-like system that you can go to to support this ministry. I appreciate it. Otherwise, just subscribe and like the video. That's the least you can do, and it helps out a whole lot. So anyway, this is a story that will be on evangelicaldarkweb.org. And is Rachel Den Hollander ripping off the SBC? So I, I wrote this. Uh SBC, the Southern Baptist Convention is deeply vested in portraying itself as a hive of sex abuse and sex abuse cover-ups. Unfortunately for their narrative, the facts don't back this up. The Sex Abuse Task Force report uncovered no previously unknown instances of sex abuse that were covered up. Or even just sex abuse in general. Uh, despite the multi-million dollar investigation, oddly enough, the SBC has been circling the wagons to make sex abuse victims out of willing participants. That's a clear reference to Jennifer Lyell, who we've talked about a bunch on this channel. So you can just go back to see any videos or uh, episodes I've ever done on that. So a central figure in this Me Too agenda controlling the Southern Baptist Convention is Rachel Den Hollander and her grift in this matter, has been laid out to bear on Daily Wire reporter Megan Basham's Twitter account. Now, I like Megan Basham a lot. She is uh, downhill from, or downstream from, you know, the Evangelical Dark Web and a bunch of other discernment ministries, but she does work with us. Uh, not me specifically, because I guess I'm not cool enough, but others in this area, she does work with, and that's a great thing. Uh, it's great to see uh, someone who takes interest in stories like this and blasts them out to a much larger audience that is also interested in stories like this. So uh, this is what her tweet says. Then we'll read the screenshot uh, surrounding it. Wait, to be clear, based on this text, Rachel Den Hollander is using her role as SBC's survivor advocate to refer callers to the hotline to the best legal options and solid legal teams. Was the SBC leadership aware of this? Were pastors who brought privilege waiver proposal aware of this is what she's asking. And then she says she messaged Den Hollander while working on her report, which is the SBC goes me Too report that she did last year during the convention. Uh, to ask if she had made any guarantees to the Southern Baptist Convention that she would not use her advisory role to connect alleged victims to law firms or attorneys to which she has connections. She did not respond. So what we're, what we're asking about are conflicts of interest, ethical violations or concerns. So this is the uh, direct message or group text that... Rachel Den Hollander appears to be outing herself. And it says, 
Hey all, if you have any questions about the tip line, please feel free to ask. I'm the advocate they will refer survivors to, so I can help them evaluate press and legal options with a truly solid legal team. I do this part a lot quietly. The EC, Executive Committee, will be empowering GP guidepost to investigate allegations related to them. And so has NAM, the North American Mission Board, and SBTS, Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. I do think the other entities will come alongside. The CC, uh, the uh, Credentials Committee, is getting help already from Guidepost when it comes to pastors and churches. Everything is held in strict confidence, but I will be available, and the reports aren't just sitting there. So, again, uh, let me just scroll up for more context. There's three people in this, a JW, a TT, and an RD, which that RD is Rachel Den Hollander, as the screenshot clearly says. This message was sent around May 25th, presumably of last year, and uh, this screenshot was from a couple days ago. Uh, the tweeted screenshot shows Rachel Den Hollander running point for legal and public relations services for anyone who uses the hotline to report abuse. While the screenshot is dated, yeah, I already explained that. Um, so she's running point for a bunch of services that she could be referring clients to, and we don't know whether there's a conflict of interest and whether she's just handing these clients to her friends or whether she's getting paid to do so. Or whether, you know, is it really her job to do this in the first place? Um, I would argue no. But in any case, she didn't mention anything about the, you know, police report or, you know, helping her follow a police report or uh, the people follow a police report. Because, you know, what they are calling about is a crime issue. So providing further context, Basham posted a link to a story about how the Survivors Network of Those Abused by Priest, or SNAP, had their national director resign over allegations that he was taking kickbacks from the law firms he was referring clients to. The question here is whether Rachel Den Hollander is running the same game here. Who could have seen this coming? And the answer to that question is a lot of people could have seen that coming. So uh, we're going to go to Jeff Wright, who might also be the person behind uh, SBC Underground. Uh, Jeff Wright says, this is both surreal and exactly what I su suspected of the SBC abuse grift. Really stunning to see it laid bare here. And uh, SBC uh, Underground has a very good uh, th uh, thread here on Twitter. So I might have to read that whole thing. The task force can't find any churches to address despite the rhetoric of apocalypse. The abuse community community has been used. Hollander is cashing checks. The whole charade has revealed itself to be what we and others predicted. And then they go on to name some names, and we love doing that. Number one, Dr. Moore, Russell Moore, wanted vengeance for his bruised ego. Number two, Grant Gaines wanted to step out of his daddy's shadow. Three, Rachel Den Hollander wanted power and money and power. Number four, Russ, or Kevin Ezel and platform cronies wanted to be unaccountable, plus a mechanism to push out critics. Now, conspicuously absent in the uh, 
abuse report was the North American Mission Board. Another thing that you would have expected more abuse cases out of would be the Fuge Camps, which are, you know, a largely Southern Baptist thing. And, you know, we talked about this in one of the last live streams. You would have thought that there'd be more abuse instances there, but apparently there, you know, was like one out of the entire lot. So, uh, and then number five is Bart Barber wanted cool kid status. And that's a nice roast. So what is the genesis of the sex abuse task force report? SBC underground goes on to set ask, um, Simps who can only emote, not think, signed on. Same Simps plus Nam Flunkies voted for this, comma, voted for this, comma, gay lawyers, comma, and everything else the platform wanted at the annual meeting. That's how we got here, and that's what we got out of 21-22. Watch the same group of evil people and easily manipulated flunkies go to New Orleans and make it even worse. This is God's judgment. This is what God's judgment looks like at ground zero. And I want to read the last tweet. How else do you explain uh, J.D. Greer for multiple years, then Ed Litton, then Bart Barber? These guys aren't clearly aren't masterminds. And that is so true, especially, you know, when you look at Bart Barber and Ed Litton, you can maybe argue that J.D. Greer is a mastermind, but Bart Barber is clearly not. Ed Litton steals J.D. Greer's sermons. He's not a mastermind. Uh, these guys clearly aren't masterminds, just somewhere between evil and doofus or a combo god's judgment on our fear of man and love of applause where's the bottom guess we'll find out and sbc underground lays the blue pill on the southern baptist convention and the situation that they're in they laid the blue pill and the blue pill is or the black pill perhaps is that the messengers are uninformed and they're just going to do the same thing in 2023 and that'll be exciting to live stream, maybe. I, I think it'll be pretty predictable, but I'm sure we're going to have a fun time streaming that. And uh, don't forget to stick around for that and subscribe. But the SBC, you're going to see more of the same in 2023. Book it. And I'm sure we'll do our predictions for that later on. But anyway, have a blessed day. Let me know what you think about what I think. And I'll catch you on the next one.